Hey everybody, it's the two guys who regularly get their toe hairs tangled together when playing footsie, Austin and Julian, and this is Just the Tips with Austin and Julian, the show where we take tips, tricks, and life hacks from the internet, filter them through our degenerate brains, and then regurgitate them into your ears. What's up, Austin? Hi, Julian. How are you? How's it going? Good. I'm great, man. I'm having an excellent Monday. Having a great case of the Mondays, and uh, excited to be doing another show. Don't you you go to work on Monday in the morning and you say TGIM to everybody, don't you? I wear a t-shirt that says TGIM, and then I give everyone a little pin for their shirt that says TGIM. Oh, that's a good idea. Sure. Get everybody involved. Yeah. You got to have that office spirit. Everyone's got to be kumbaya by the end of the day or you're doing something wrong that's great that's a great idea it is everyone really likes it they call me positive j nice positive j yeah well cool but, man um yeah i uh i don't know if i did i talk about my addiction to coffee last weekend more specifically no, you know i usually try to go to local coffee shops and uh, there's a couple here i really like but Veronica turned me on to this Dutch Bros bullshit. Do you know about Dutch Bros, Julian? Yeah, I've been to one in Idaho. Okay, well, it seems like it's a coffee shop aimed towards teenagers. They have a bunch of like fruity, frothy drinks and sugary things and weird stuff like that. And But it turns out they have a really good espresso and a really good cold brew. You know, some old man drinks, so... And I don't know what's going on, but I'm pretty sure they pump like twice the caffeine that everything else has because I drink a medium from there versus a medium anywhere else. And I'm like so fucking jacked up. And not only that, I can't sleep at night anyways. So it's become a bit of a problem. But when you go to Dutch Bros, it's one of those places where it's all like teenage girls for the most part working. And they're like 15, 16 years old. And they like tell them to be super friendly. So... When you're like sitting in the window waiting, they're like, what are you up to today? I'm just like, uh, nothing, uh, nothing. What are you doing? It's like, well, my room's a mess and my parents were telling me that I needed it. And I was just like, this is so fucking awkward. And it's just, it happens every time. And I feel so out of place and I have nothing to talk to these girls about. So it's kind of like a balancing act between not wanting to go there, but also I, I need the caffeine. Anyways, today I went for what I swear is my last time. And it was the first time I've seen a guy working there. They had like some buff, hot, young high school guy. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And anyways, they they like, rather than a drive-thru, they come up to you with an iPad and you give them your credit card and then you pay for it there. And the guy, after my he pulled my credit card out, first they ask you for a tip and you have to like tip right in front of them or not. And then he goes, instead of, you know, where the signature comes up and you finger signature it on the iPad. Instead of asking me to sign it, he just he just did a cross and two smiley faces. He goes, cross and two smiley faces? Is that cool, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's I was amazing. Like, what? Uh, yeah, it's more than cool. That's so you just forged my, you forged my signature for me with a cross and two smiley yeah. faces? Thank it you. It was so weird. I, I, didn't, I almost started laughing, but it was so awkward and confusing. Anyways, that was my Dutch bro experience for the day. That's probably his master plan to start ripping a bunch of people off because he's just going to get a bunch of people's banks to get used to the cross and smiley faces. And then he's going to jack their cards and just go have a heyday with those cross and smiley faces all over town. No, man, I, I could tell he was a good kid. If you saw the, his the twinkle in his eyes and the smile on his face, you'd know that he's, he wouldn't do anything like that. So I didn't know that that was like a company policy to be extra friendly and like talk to you and ask you how you're doing because I the, the one we went to in Idaho was the same way but and it was exactly what you described filled with like young bubbly girls and uh, they always asked what we were doing for the day but I thought it was literally just because they were from Idaho and everyone just seems really friendly there and it was like small town charm. But I, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, it's blatantly a uh, company policy. And there used to be this shitty Irish pub restaurant in Tucson. Ah, what was it? It was a chain. 
can't remember what it's called. Oh, the the one on university? No, this was this was a different one after you were already gone, and they make the girls wear kilts, and it's it's like trying to be a Hooters. They hire like hot chicks and make them wear short kilts with their tits out. Oh, was it like the one that we used to go to in Hollywood? No, it wasn't that place either. Oh. Damn it, I wish I knew the name. But anyways, it was the same deal where the girls would sit at your table and try to be super friendly, and you could tell that like the creep guys were just loving, loving it. it. Yeah, loving yeah. it. Oh, let's go to that place. They sit at your table with you and talk, and they got these little dresses, and you can see their panties. Mm. Yeah, but it was the the food sucked. It was overpriced. It was, anyway, it was horrible. Hey, hey I'll pay. F- what? I'll pay fifteen dollars for some Irish nachos if the company's good. I'll tell you that. What is Irish nachos? Uh, the fries with the cheese on them. I think so. I've I actually don't know. I don't eat a lot of Irish food. The only Irish food I know is corned beef and cabbage. Huh. And but um, I was gonna going back to Dutch Brothers. Is it true they don't serve hot coffee? They mm. only serve iced coffee. I don't know. They do have hot espresso. I know. Oh, they do. I think they. I don't know. I never. I don't think I've actually ordered hot coffee. It's a good. Question. My wife told me that. I I didn't fact check her, but I just believed her. So I don't know if that's true. Look it up, and then you, I'll tell her she's a liar. All right. If, if she was wrong. All right. Well, most importantly, Julian, I understand that you had a little homework that you that you did for us. Yeah, so last episode, if you remember, uh, there was some advice on the internet that guys with hairy butts should spread their butt cheeks to when they poop to help keep the shit off of their cheeks and make it easier to wipe. So me being a hairy guy, decided to take this on for the two of us, and I did it, and it made no difference. I had to wipe just as much. Given this was a soft serve, so maybe it wasn't the best uh, consistency for this experiment, but it it was just as messy as if I didn't spread my butt cheeks and a lot less comfortable. That sucks. So there's no set, no benefits to spreading your cheeks. Did it feel liberating or anything? Like did it feel good at all? No. It, I mean, maybe. And again, this was soft serve. Maybe with a more medium serve or hard serve, you might have a different experience. But. As far as soft serve goes, you can just leave your butt cheeks together because it makes no difference. Well, sometimes you don't know what kind of serve you're going to have, I guess. So just spread them just in case. I didn't either. Well, well this first, let's determine if it makes any difference at all with any serves, any consistencies. And then if it does, then you can do that. But otherwise, let's just uh, keep those cheeks together, boys and girls. Well, are you planning on having any, any solid logs this week? I mean, I'm sure I will. I usually have a pretty healthy consistency. Uh, I eat a lot of fiber and fruit and vegetables. This just happened to be after a night of drinking. So, oh, yeah. That's a horrible time to test. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I'll try it again this week, and maybe I'll tell you about it. Maybe I won't. Does fiber make your shit stick together, or does it make it mushier? I don't. I never know what's good and what's bad. I always hear different things, it seems like. I think it solidifies it. I think it just, like, makes it perfect. It makes it not too hard, not too soft, just perfect. Ah. But I don't know. I'm not a a shit doctor, so I don't know. Not yet, at least. Working on it. I, I'm going to um, DeVry, trying to get my degree, but it, it really takes a long time. Yeah, they don't just let anybody into DeVry. No, they don't. Anyways. All right, well, I think uh, now's a good time to get in some tips. Yeah, let's do it, man. That, the, hey, and also, I looked it up. Mark. I think Dutch Bros does. It looks like they have hot coffee, Americanos, all that. Oh, stuff, so. my wife's a liar. A liar. I'm going to rub it in her face. Next time I go, I'm just going to be like, I'll have a hot coffee. She'll be like, no, they don't have that. I'm like, shut up, girl. And you'll be like, watch this. You don't know. I was like, just trust me. They'll make it special for me. Yeah, she doesn't know that you're a Dutch daddy. By the way, they give out stickers and shit, and they have a sticker that says Dutch daddy. So if you really want to be a fucking creep. I want that one. Put that on your hat and show up. If they give it to you, and then you ask the girls to come out and take a picture with you with your Dutch daddy sticker on, you put your arms around them, (laughs) then you're in in max creep mode. In front of your your convertible. Hey, ladies, that's a 98 Mustang convertible, so watch your hands. GT, by the way, ladies, that means it's got raw American V8 power. Well, I tried to keep myself from telling this. I 
the story, but I, I'm going to tell it and maybe I'll edit it out because this is the only spread butt cheek story that I know. And I feel that we uh, love to tell horrible stories. So in high school, as, as you know, Adam was my muse and he was willing to do anything that, that I wanted, to, that I thought of. And I, I would think of funny situations, but I was too shy and embarrassed to do them. So I'd be like, hey, Adam, why don't you do this? You know, anything to from take his penis out to get naked and run down the street. And he had no shame, so he would do it. And one time his mom and his sister were about to come into their apartment. They had just come home. And I go, hey, Adam, why don't you get on the ground, drop your pants, and spread your butt cheeks to give them a surprise when they walk through the door. And rather than... <laughs> And you'd think most people would be like, no, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. And with no hesitation, he just dropped his pants and spread his cheeks. And they walked in. And I just looked at, <laughs> I just looked at them. And they're like, oh, Adam, you're crazy. And like they weren't even that surprised. You know, like most moms and sisters would be like, well, looks like my relationship with uh, my son slash brother is over. And with Adam, it was just like within five minutes, they'd already forgot it happened because he was such a wild boy. That's hilarious. But anyways, that's I just wanted to share that spread butt cheek story. So the only spread butt cheek story I have was in middle school. We had a sleepover at my friend's house. I'm not going to name any names, and we were wrestling. And one of my friends got pinned down, and uh, while he was pinned down, some of my other friends took turns pulling their pants down and spraying their butt cheeks and putting it over his nose. Oh, and I just remember, I just remember seeing their their spread butt cheeks. And go, then going down on his nose like it was slow motion. And uh, he got really upset and ended up calling his mom at like 3 in the morning and going home because uh, he was really mad. So Yeah, that, I, understandably. That's, my, that's a young that's my spread that's a young man's game, spreading your butt cheeks and putting them over your friend's nose. And we wouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was – no, we were very young. I was probably like 12 at the time. But – uh yeah, that's like front. That's like headline catching news now. If you did that at a sleepover, that would like leak into the press, and there'd be a whole lawsuit around it and everything. Back then, it was just boys being rambunctious. Yeah, horsing around. It was. All right. Well, enough about butt cheeks. Let's let's get into some tips, huh? I believe it's my turn. It is your turn. All right. Well, this is a life pro tip brought to us by ETS Podcast, and. <clears throat> So something we've I've talked about before, but it was not an official life pro tip. And it's if you have a question on the internet, put the word Reddit after said question. It'll most likely have the answer to your question. And I know I've talked about this before, but I don't know if anyone remembers. When you're looking for, you know, the best new product or some sort of advice, whether it be you're looking for Bluetooth speakers or you're looking for a place to visit or whatever it is. If you, these days, if you type in on the internet, hey, what's the best Bluetooth speaker? You'll get a thousand ads will pop up and it'll be like 10 best, blah, blah, blah. And usually what those are is they're either paid, you know, it'll be a product that's paid for by sponsors to rate them, or it'll be people will be lazy enough to take reviews off of Amazon, which as we've discussed before are a lot of times bullshit, most times bullshit. And so you really don't know what you're getting into. And if you look on Reddit, you're more likely to get an honest assessment. And if you, you know, you may not, you know, obviously there's no guarantee because it's just a blog forum, whatever. But I've had a lot of times where that's like led me in the right direction when I was researching bike parts and, and trying to learn about new products, just kind of getting an honest assessment from people that know their shit and aren't trying to sell you anything. Yeah, man. I use Reddit for all kinds of stuff, whether it's looking for food, what to do in a local town. Like if I'm going to a place, you can most like popular destinations have a Reddit subreddit about it with all kinds of advice. There's untold amounts of free advice on Reddit, and it's an amazing website with all kinds of good stuff on there that you can really use to your advantage. So I highly recommend it. My favorite is uh, I belong to like uh, some local towns that where I go skiing and people always ask like the most stupid questions uh, such as it'll be a Monday and they'll say, hey, I'm, c- I'm coming there in two weeks. What do you guys think the snow conditions will be like? Like anyone fucking knows. And people always make fun of people for that. 
or hey i'm coming up tomorrow i'm gonna need chains what's the deal like i don't know motherfucker use the fucking internet and look yourself yeah why don't you check with your meteorologist yeah they they ask jimmy stewart preferably so there's like ongoing inside jokes that people like asking, hey, I'm coming up in three months. What, what do you think the snow is going to be like? And people answer all sarcastically, knowing it's a joke. And it's pretty funny. Julian, are you a Reddit bully? Is that what we're discovering? No, I don't really participate in the comments very often unless I'm legitimately giving someone advice. I, I swore off getting into Internet beefs a long time ago, as I think we've discussed prior. So I don't I don't deal with that shit. Yeah, but you know what Reddit needs is a marketplace like Facebook. I feel like it'd be so much better. Yeah, the only thing about Facebook is it's just so many more people. That's true, except most of those people are people I don't want to interact with. Yeah, I went on Facebook this I, I drunk Facebooked on Saturday and decided I was going to get involved in throwing my high school reunion because no one's doing anything about it. And I really want to have it. Cause I've been looking forward to it for the last 10 years since our last one. And I got on there and I hadn't used Facebook in ages. And I started looking around at like who's on Facebook and it's literally almost entirely people that I don't want to talk to. You know, there's a few exceptions on there, obviously, but for the most part, like my friend list are people where I'm like, I don't even remember that they existed. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. The people that are participating the most are people that you hardly know or haven't seen in 10 years and usually don't give a fuck what they're talking about. And you're just like, why am I here? Yeah, since I got off the marketplace, since I got over that addiction of buying tables and chairs and shit on marketplace, uh, it's really freed me up. And I got rid of all my apps again. So I have no Instagram, no Facebook. I have to log into the browser on my phone if I want to go to them. But even that simple little act has kept me off of them like 90% more. So that's good. But anyways, that's good. We're talking about Reddit. Oh, yeah. But back to the tip. Um, what I wanted to do is, you know, I'm, this is using Reddit when you're looking for advice or a new product. I was working with a guy the other day who is a big fan of Consumer Reports. Do you know anything about that, Julian? I mean, obviously know about it, but have you ever subscribed to it? Yeah. If you're making a big purchase, Consumer Reports is definitely the place to go because uh, they're going to go way more in depth and offer you uh, long-term reviews over periods of time along with inner user input user input that's going to be way more valuable than anything else but you do have to pay for it it's not free so if you're like buying a car or something definitely go to consumer reports well he vouched for it for everything even he bought one of those iPhone tripod things I can't remember what they're called it starts with the G gambles gimbals he bought a gimbal and he said everything, you know, even small products, there's a bunch of good reviews and there are, and it's not biased in any way. you know, they actually put the, the time in and the work. So I was going to do some more research and use it for a tip, but I just thought I'd bring it up maybe next week, guys. It is good. It's just, you know, are you willing to, depending how much stuff you're buying, are you going to be willing to pay for reviews? He said it was only like 30 bucks a year or something. It sounds like it was pretty affordable. So we'll see. All right. That's just well, a little teaser. That might be worth it. That might be worth it. I don't know. I, I go deep in my research. Whenever I buy anything, I research the fuck out of it. And then I'll get hooked. I'll, like, I'll get hooked on the one thing that I know is like the best thing on the market. And I'll just become obsessed with it. And I'll just keep on researching it and just keep on making sure that it's the best thing on the market and there's nothing else and that it's the right choice. And then at that point, I either make the purchase or I forget about it whatever I was looking to buy and I move on to something else. I even look up things that I already own to make sure that they're still the best thing. Well, that may be a problem, but yeah. Yeah. When you were looking up speakers, you kept sending me, you're like, dude, if you're looking for speakers, these are a great price. <laughs> I know they're a thousand dollars, but they're worth over $1,500. And I was like, that's great. I, I'm not in the market for those. I carry a Bluetooth speaker around my house in my pocket. So there you go. All right. I know. I nerd out on shit. Yeah. All right. You're a fucking nerd. Um, but you got that I big old dick, so who cares? <laughs> I, I guess. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> so 
This is a You Should Know, and it comes from Humdrum Dummy Dumb, which is one of my favorite usernames I've ever read on Reddit. And it is, you should know that being dehydrated drops your blood pressure, which can make you feel depressed. This can also cause your heart to beat harder, causing anxiety. If you're already prone to depression or anxiety, dehydration makes it feel much worse, and it's so easy to do by accident. Because you don't have enough volume of blood, it's harder for your body to maintain blood flow. This causes your body to mimic symptoms of depression, fatigue, brain fog, dizziness, which can cause you to think the depressed thoughts, causing your brain to make depression chemicals. When that makes you feel shitty enough, your heart will start to try to fix it by beating harder, raising your blood pressure, mimicking anxiety. Additionally, it becomes harder for your blood to carry oxygen, making you breathe harder, which for me is one of one that causes me to panic. So this guy must get really dehydrated because I've never had any of these things happen from being dehydrated. I just get thirsty, um, but I do drink a lot of liquids between coffee and water. So I don't think I'm the, the target audience, but man, the stuff he's describing, he must, he must really push the edges and, and push the extremes of getting dehydrated. Like he's probably hiking in the desert with no water and uh, doing shit like that. Yeah. I've never, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that being dehydrated lowered your blood pressure, but I didn't know about all those other, all those other symptoms. And for some reason, I think you and I are both like this. We're just thirsty all the time. It's like we have fucking diabetes, but surprisingly we don't. Like I'm always thirsty and I'm always drinking water, so it's not a problem for me. But a, a lot of other people are not like that. They have to remind themselves to drink water. Or some people don't even like the taste of water, like my mom, which is crazy to me. I'm like, that. she says that and she's like, I have to drink something else. I don't like water. I'm like, well, you don't have a choice. You need to just learn to like it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm always fucking thirsty. I drink like 30 ounces of water before bed every night and I have to piss like five times. And I keep telling myself I'm going to stop drinking water at like 8 p.m. and I can never do it. And so it's a blessing and a curse being thirsty all the time. And I got checked. I don't have diabetes. I don't know. That's good. Maybe you should get your mom some Tang. Mix it in there. Yeah, she has. That's... She's on Crystal Light now, which oh. I know it's probably poison. and It's got aspartame and... But I'm just like, whatever, let's just deal with it. I remember we, we used to drink a lot of Cristal Light. Dude. Cristal yes. Light. That shit was so good, man. It was like better than Kool-Aid and had no calories. The strawberry flavor? I like. That was the best one. Strawberry was good. I was a fruit punch guy. And this one that my dad always had was really fucking good. It was some kind of like tropical multiple flavor thing. Damn, that actually makes me really want some of that. I've never liked Hawaiian punch or, or fruit punch in general. I fucking hate fruit punch. Like my mom, my mom was funny growing up. She'd always try to like feed us healthy, but there were like certain things that she buy us where I look back. I'm like, why the fuck did my mom ever buy us this shit? And one of those things was the Hawaiian punch with that dude on it. You know? Yeah. That little course. cartoon character. And I'm like, that was just soda without carbonation. Like, I don't know why she bought it. For totally. Us. And she also bought, she also bought Tang constantly costco sized things of tang and my brother liked tang so much he would literally eat it with a spoon my brother would always have an orange mouth when he was a kid because <laughs> he would just eat tang with a spoon which is so ridiculously bad for you and i don't know how my mom allowed it to happen in our household because she's like a big health nut both my parents are but for some reason tang was allowed and so is hawaiian punch yeah when i would go over to your house I guess was that in high school when I'd go over there and and I'd eat those veggie bur those veggie patties, or was that after yeah. high school? That was after high school. That was in college. So yeah, I guess it was right. It was the beginning of college. We weren't really friends. We weren't really that good of friends in high school. Yeah, so I would go over there and we'd get stoned on Julian's patio, and obviously I'd get very hungry. And then I would raid the cabinets, and it was, it was just all health food. Just it was oats and veggies and like dried beans and dried. There's nothing. And the only thing there was to eat was these frozen veggie patties from Costco. And so I would just eat like four of those with barbecue sauce on them. It's amazing. Like you, certain friends have staples in their household that were like your go-to munchie meal. And I remember going to Aaron Goldman's house growing up and he always doesn't remember this, but I remember it vividly. He always had bacon, cheese, and egg bread in his house. Wait, all three of those in one bread or egg bread and bacon and cheese? 
it was egg bread, bacon, and cheese. Okay. And I would make these sandwiches where I would microwave the bacon, and then I would I would put it between two pieces of egg bread with some cheese, and then microwave it again and eat that. And it was like my favorite munchy meal ever. And it was just the sloppiest thing. And Aaron has no memory of doing that, but I remember it very well. Aaron actually has a pretty bad memory for the fact that he's our smartest person we know. He does have a really bad memory. He'll he'll like swear to he'll like get in a fight with you about something that you know happened and he's like that never happened. What are you talking about? Like he doesn't remember that I used to get like so fucked up and like go into the house and his parents would be sitting on the couch and they'd be like Julian sit down and join us and they would just like talk to me and laugh at how messed up I was. And because they both didn't really drink or do anything, but I think they like got a kick out of seeing us having fun. And, um, and so like, Oh, are you stoned Julian? Are you high? <laughs> and I would tell Aaron that. And he's like, that never happened. My parents didn't do that. I'm like, yeah, they did. They're fully aware of everything we were doing, Aaron. They didn't care. Yeah. They were cool as fuck. His parents are so cool. Sometimes I'll text his dad. Like I just keep in touch with him on my own. Yeah. And, uh, Jordan's mom too. Sometimes that. during COVID, I I would text Jordan's mom and check in on her. Gail, she's oh. awesome. Gail is awesome. Both great parents. But yeah, oh yeah. One quick thing before we move on, we were slacking again. We were just blabbing as always. I guess that's what we do, and just should accept it. But when my parents got divorced, and uh, I'd go to my dad's house, and he had a fridge full of sodas. When I'd get home from school, I'd grab a can of Hawaiian Punch and I would chug it, and it was like a challenge. I had no understanding of sugar or calories and apparently my parents didn't either. And I would just walk in the door and just chug a Hawaiian punch just to get myself back to baseline hydration. And then I'd finish off the day with like four or five more Mountain Dews. I think I have a vivid memory of you chugging Mountain Dew at your dad's house multiple times. I didn't chug Mountain Dew. I chugged Hawaiian punch. I sipped Mountain Dew. That's what I meant. Hawaiian punch. It's hard to chug soda. All that carbonation really makes it challenging. We worked with this fucking dork at the Flying V at one point who would brag about how he could chug a two liter of soda. Like, yeah, man, I'm the only person I know that can do it. It's like, yep, <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> you, 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 should, you want to try, man? Because <laughs> I bet you can't. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Who, who was that? He had a lot of sex. I can't remember his name. God damn it. And maybe it wasn't even the Flying V. Anyways, I'll, oh. I'll ask Brandon. He'll probably remember. Nice. All right. All Let's right. do your, your turn. Is it my tip? Okay. Yeah, I just did the the dehydration one. All right, Julian, let's get serious for a moment. This is a life pro tip brought to us by My Sweet Vulture. And it's that you should fill out your emergency contact info in your phone. So if you have Apple, go into the, the health app and number one, fill out. I guess the most important thing is fill out your information, you know, your name and especially if you have allergies or any kind of uh, weird medical shit, make sure you put that in there because if you get in a bad car accident and you're unconscious, they can access that. But then the point there, what this guy is saying is to fill out your contact info, you know, whether it be your wife or your mom or somebody. So, cause if you get in a bad car accident, you're unconscious, they have no way to contact people. And, um, this way they can let everyone know what's up. People can go to feed your dog and your cats and, and all that stuff while you're in a coma. Nice. That's a good one. Do you ever grab people's cell phones when you respond to calls, Austin, and look up their emergency contact info and, and save their life? Usually people have their, their wallet on them to get their their name. But if they don't, I guess we could try that, which I'm, I'm sure people have. And I don't know if they do that at the hospital or not, but I think it's, it's kind of a new thing. I mean, it's been around, but just maybe people don't do it very much but that's a it's something to maybe try in the future yeah maybe take your own advice and actually make an effort to look at that stuff cuz i bet you a lot of people have valuable information on their phones that might help you diagnose what's going on with them and you might be able to save their life austin you could be a hero well i don't know if, if that's going to help save their life knowing their name but oh yeah i guess if i find some allergies yeah this guy's allergic to morphine, everybody. And then I <laughs> exactly. and then I slip his phone into my pocket. Yeah. And then get fired. But oh yeah, but some dude here said that this actually happened. He said his cousin got in a car accident, a really bad one, went into a coma, and he couldn't get a hold of him for three days. 
And so he finally got to the point where he had to go and break into his apartment. And he had a kitten that was out of food and water and was starving. And and that just kind of... Uh, kitten was fine, and he gave it a good home, but uh, something something a little bit further down the line that you may not think about. Damn. I uh, was hiking yesterday, and uh, when I was getting off the trail, I saw some of your fellow firemen coming up in an ambulance and a truck and they when i got off the trail they said hey do you see any injuries up there and i said no and they asked me where i had hiked and i showed them the path and then i quick i i left and i saw them like scurry down past me um in their vehicles again they had gone to the wrong spot and by the time i got to the bottom they had called in a helicopter to airlift somebody out and I don't know what happened. I was trying. I was gonna hang around and be nosy, but I was tired and went home. Hmm, I wonder if someone was fucked up. Oh, I think they were. It was on the mountain bike trail. Ooh, so yeah. They probably, they probably got real fucked up. I always think about that when I'm hiking, man. I'm just like, if you get really fucked up and you're way up there, like, what if you're ten miles up and you're in a place where they can't even land a helicopter? Yeah. Oh, or I always think about the rattlesnake bite, dude. If you get bit by a rattlesnake, you're like, well. Yeah. Just die up here. That's what's weird when people go hiking by themselves out here in Arizona. I think I told you about that on this podcast, my rattlesnake close call in Griffith Park. Have I not? Yeah. Remind me. I was uh, walking in Griffith Park, and I used to hike there every single day when I lived in Hollywood. And I would bushwhack up, like, the hardest parts of it that no one else was going up that were, like, hardly even trails. And I was going one day with headphones on, not even thinking how stupid that was, but I thought it was too cold for snakes to be out. Anyway, I am hear this like rattle faintly over my music and I look down and there's just a coiled up rattlesnake, like literally right below my foot that I'm about to step on with its mouth open. And I just went, holy shit. And I fucking jumped back and sprinted all the way home. And I just think about like, I was in a, people may have seen me or heard me screaming because, you know, Griffith Park's not that big, but uh, I was definitely in an area that no one else was hiking. And yeah, that could have been the end of me for sure. And then I, I think about that every time I put headphones on now. So now I only hike with headphones when the weather's too cold for snakes. Oh, God, that'd be terrible. All right. Um, well, that's a good tip, Austin. I always have I have all my emergency in- info filled out, and I also have my emergency contacts filled out. So if, if you ever come upon me and I'm unconscious, uh, you'll know who to call. Yeah, and if you do get bit by a rattlesnake, don't just lay there and call 911 like Julian was going to do or wait for someone to come. You want to get to your – get to level ground – as quickly as possible with a, without raising your heart rate as much as possible, I think. I thought you wanted to stand still because you don't want to pump the venom through your bloodstream, and you just want to like stay as still as possible. And then, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on the situation. I mean, I think you want to get away from the snake. Well, you sure, want to keep but... your heart rate down, but if you're somewhere where nobody can get to you, that's no good. I think you should at least try walking away, but just try not to like run and try to watch your heart rate. If you so. haven't already. Google image search rattlesnake bites. They're fucking horrifying. Ugh, I hate those things, man. They're so scary. They are. But at least they warn you. There's a lot of other snakes that don't warn you, so at least they do that. Like a coral snake's not going to fucking let you know it's there. It's just going to bite you and kill you. That's true, but it just seems like there's a lot less of those, at least around these parts. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a coral snake. I've seen plenty of rattlers, though. There's a and the and they look just like the gardener snakes too, but there's like a dip, there's a thing that you say to remember which one's deadly and which one's not, and I can never remember. Yeah, it's like yellow next to yellow. Yellow, yellow before red. black, you're dead, Jack. Is that? I don't what know. It is? Let me look it up because it's red before yellow. Kill a fellow. Oh yeah, that's right. That sounds right. Red before yellow. Kill a fellow. Red touch. Oh, it's. It says red touch yellow kill a fellow. Oh. But and if it says it's a myth that the bite will immediately kill you, but I don't know. Either way, you're gonna be fucked up. 
All right. No. So if it's red and yellow, you're going to die. If it's not red touching yellow, if there's like a black in between it, then it's fine. It doesn't even have venom. Yes. Anyway. All right. Uh, so this is one that I didn't even know, and it comes from King Arthur nine seven three, and it's a you should know from Reddit, and it's paper towels are not recyclable. Though paper towels often start as wood, cardboard, or paper byproducts, these materials are beaten into a pulp, and their natural fibers are broken down in the process. This, combined with the chemical treatments, the final product goes through as well as glues, softeners, bleach, and other additives in most paper towels make even clean products unsuitable for recycling. Most people, does it not sound like Austin's peeing right now to anyone else? Because it definitely sounds like Austin's peeing to me. Yeah, like what the fuck? Austin is peeing. 100% Austin's peeing right now. <laughs> it's not. Are you peeing in your office? Or did you just wear your... Sorry about that, guys. I had to take a pee. I couldn't hold it any longer. Did you wear your headphones to the bathroom and I just heard the pee and no one else did? I have my headphones on. Yeah, everyone else can just hear the mic, but you can hear the headphones. So you ruined the surprise. <laughs> oh, I was like, dude, there's no way Austin's not peeing right now. He had his headphones. He's like the guy that walks away with his fucking microphone on from a a conference and is taking a shit with live mic going. I was going to try to be slick and uh, take a pee without disrupting the show, but Julian wouldn't let that happen. No. Anyway. All right. Um, oh, yeah. So. So and oh, on top towel. of. Yeah. Austin, we're in the middle of it. You had to pee and interrupt it. Anyway, so on top of all this stuff that's put into them that makes them unsuitable, they're also most likely to encounter food waste and other heavily contaminated materials during use that make them even further unsuited for recycling. If you're hoping to be more green, try looking for paper towel brands made from 100% recycled material using wash or using washable cloths or even finding a brand that can be composted. So... Don't be throwing those paper towels in the recycling bin, you fucks. And I think everyone should read the pamphlet on what's recyclable and what's not. Because I see all kinds of stuff getting thrown in the recycling bin that is definitely not recyclable. For example, plastics. Only ones and twos generally are are recyclable, but it depends on your local area. Some bigger cities have others that are recyclable as well. But ones and twos are the only ones that you can generally consider recyclable. All the other plastics are not recyclable. Even if they have that little recyclable sign on it, the number in the middle is what matters. So like bottle caps are not recyclable. A lot of hard plastics are not recyclable. So check what's recyclable and what's not. And on top of that, don't throw your fucking batteries away. Recycle your batteries. That is the worst thing you can do. Can you put them in the recycle bin? No, you got to take them to an electronic store and they will have to, by law, they, any battery, anyone who sells batteries has to take batteries back as recyclables and then they ship them off to places to be recycled. You have always been the authority on recycling. Even when we were like 19, you were a fucking pro at it. You were the one that taught me that you couldn't use pizza box. You couldn't recycle pizza boxes because of all the grease and cheese left over. But Correct. You were way ahead of your time, Julian. And it seriously, from, I got it from my mama. I got it from uh, my mama. Yes. She was she was so strict on us about recycling. Seriously, who the fuck doesn't know about paper towels? Well, I want to say that, but I see it all the time. I'm just like, how do you not know that? That's like recycling 101. If you know anything, you should know that you can't recycle paper towels. But <clears throat> yeah, over the years, it's turned out that all of so much of the recycling we were doing was just for nothing because if it has like any food stuff in it whatsoever, they don't do it and has to be washed out perfectly. And, and in Tucson, when COVID started, they quit recycling altogether. And now the recycling that they take away, I honestly think they may just be throwing it in the landfill because I heard recently that all the, the only thing they'll recycle is glass, but you can't put it in your bin. You have to take it to like a special glass recycling uh, dump you know like can site or facility and because as you know i don't i don't know how well known this is i know you probably know but i don't know if this was all around the u.s or just in arizona and to, or just tucson but we would send all of our recycling to china on ships because you know china would send 
shitload of products here and then we would send the plastic back on the same boats and they would use it they would recycle it and pay for it but now you know china's economy has boomed so much that they don't need our fucking shitty ass old plastic so basically we have nowhere to put it and i don't know if that's just tucson and how much of a problem this is nationwide but it seems like it's uh pretty fucked up here we're not really doing much it's a nationwide problem. The same thing's happening in California. You know what my favorite thing was, which I think a lot more cities should do, is uh, when we used to live in Glendora, they would sort our trash for us. So you just threw whatever you wanted in anything, and they would sit there and sort it. You paid a little bit more for your garbage, but it was well worth it because you didn't have to rely on the general population to know what are, what's recyclable and what's not and where to put things. Instead, they just did it for you. Because they probably have to end up doing that anyway. I oh, for sure. Whenever they dump out recycle bins, they're having to fucking pull things out of there all the time that are not recyclable. Yeah, for sure. So. All right. Well, thanks, Julian. That's a great tip. Hey, thanks. Thank the guy that did it, King Arthur. Nine seven three. Thanks, King Arthur. Nine seven three. Yeah, but anyways, but yeah, I think the the most important thing with recycling is just try not to waste shit. Try not to be wasteful. Don't use paper towels for everything. Use cloths for the most part. Quit using fucking uh, one-use water bottles. That's absurd. I, I can't believe that shit's even allowed anymore. Uh, like, dude, I go to Costco. So you go to Costco and people have like five of those on your cart, on on one cart. It's like you can't fucking get a water filter and fill it. Yeah. You got to fucking just use one-use bottles and throw them away. My dad has been doing that shit forever, and I keep trying to tell him to stop and it's so cheap that it, there's like no incentive for people to not stop doing it. It's like $4 for a fucking giant case of plastic water bottles. But it's so, so fucking wasteful. Yeah. It's so stupid. And quit using Keurig coffee things. You know what a ecological disaster those things have been? The inventor of them feels real guilty about it because he didn't even know what, how popular they would get and how much waste they would generate. And he feels especially guilty because he sold the company for $50,000 before it became a billion dollar industry. Did he really? I read an article about it. It was really, it was pretty sad actually. And he was like trying to play it off, but you could tell that it's like, he's basically like the guy that got kicked out of the Beatles. What's his name? Pete best or something like that. Just dude, horrible. How oh, it sucks so bad. And he's like, yeah, I never had one. I just, I liked a, a regular coffee pot. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> because you're fucking I do too. sitting there probably half broke and you could be fucking, oh my God. A billionaire. Yeah. So I, I, I couldn't live with myself, man. I would, that might be suicide material for me, but I don't know. Oh dude. Easy suicide right there. Yeah. Like that or get, you know, being the original drummer for the Beatles or Nirvana or oof, so rough. Was there original drummer before Dave Grohl? Yeah. Yeah, there were like, there's at least one. There might have been two or three. And you know everything and, about drummers. And, and usually they have like still a, a successful career, you know, comparatively compared to other people. But I mean, dude, compared to Nirvana and the Beatles, oof, that's rough. That that's rough. a one way ticket to hanging yourself in the closet. So, anywho. Yeah. Well. I'm sure they're doing great, and they they found other things to fulfill their life. Oh wait, maybe Pete Best was the fifth Beatle. Maybe he he's someone different. He's the guy that helped the Beatles write music. I'm think the original drummer had a different name. I'm an idiot. Oh. Anyways. All right. Well, Ringo ended up working out great. He really did. So, good job. All right. Beatles and keeping Ringo. All right. Great tip. I think it's my turn, huh? Is it your turn? You just did the paper towel thing. Oh, I thought you did another tip in between there. You just started continuing to talk about recycling. Oh, yeah. Well, telling people to kill themselves if they sold a company early. I don't know if that counts as a tip. Yeah, don't sell your company before it's worth its full amount. If you sold your Bitcoin five years ago, just kill yourself. You won't even have to worry about it. Um. <laughs> Some, don't say that. Don't kill yourself. Austin's joking. You're, there'll be other opportunities in life and... You're going to miss them all if you kill yourself. I, no, I'm not. I'm not joking. You know that you're not going to get another opportunity like that. Maybe not identical, but look at look at Dogecoin. 
there's an opportunity right there. Look at Steve Jobs. He got kicked out of the Apple board, and then he came back and made the iPod, and boom. And who's who's laughing now? <laughs> well, okay, bad example. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay, this is a life. Actually, this is a perfect segue. It's a life pro tip from. That's a throwaway, or at least his account is throwaway boy with a B O I. And this is something that I've struggled with a lot, and I feel like I've gotten better about. But even if you're good at it, I think it's uh, it's it's uh, something you got to constantly work on. And it's the idea that you need to learn to appreciate the moment. If you're always looking to the future, it will never arrive. And of course, this doesn't mean that you should be a hedon and that you shouldn't plan for the future and you shouldn't work hard for the future. But it's more so appreciating appreciating special moments when they're happening, or you know. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? But yeah, I guess it's just being I, present. Yeah, yeah, being present, uh, being mindful and present, and you know, obviously, you don't need to fucking appreciate it when you're brushing your teeth all the time. But if you're going on a hike and you're thinking about, you know, how stressed you are, or that what you have to do when you get home, or you know, or if you're, I don't know, anything else, you're get, learn to appreciate that moment. I actually did this the other day. I went to a basketball game with uh, Josh Adion and Heggie went to the Suns game and I just made a point to when I was sitting there, I was like, this is fucking amazing. I haven't been out in public for a year and now I'm at a professional basketball game, which I love doing. And I'm with, you know, three great friends and uh, I made a point to really enjoy the moment and uh, something I have to remind myself to, because to do in, in a bunch of situations and hiking comes up a lot. I have to like be in the moment, enjoy nature because I'll enjoy little bits and pieces of it. But then my ADD brain starts fucking wandering and I start thinking of what I have to do or, you know, this would be better if I had done that or, you know, so I think make a component to appreciate those small moments, especially when you're, when you're with people you love. Yeah. And before you know it, those moments are over and then you're back to your shitty life. So just like, make sure that you're appreciating every moment bit of that moment especially if it's something you've like been looking forward to you know really like take it in and 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 don't let your mind wander and 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 try to remember as much as you can about it because before you know it it's going to be monday again and i'm going to be handing you a tgim pin with a big smile on my face and you're going to (laughs) just fucking (laughs) want to punch me in the balls (laughs) Uh, yeah like so. The way that my brain oftentimes works, I guess an example would be at the basketball game. I was like, man, this is great. I'm having such a good time. And then instead of just continue continuing to enjoy that, my brain goes, man, I wish I could afford season tickets. Man, I wish I could have. Why can't I be rich so I could afford courtside season tickets? Man, that would be great. I need to get my shit together. And it's just like, that's <laughs> that's just so far out there. Just fucking enjoy how awesome this is. And quit thinking about something that's never going to happen. And, uh, you know, I can do that with anything. So, Or I'll be out doing something and I'm like, man, I can't wait till I get home so I can just get horizontal and watch TV. Like, you know, I could be fucking ziplining across the Grand Canyon. And my natural inclination is to be like, God, I'm so tired. I can't wait to get back to the hotel and lay down. So some people are naturals at, at this and they just enjoy the moment. But some of us have to really work at it. And I think it's it's a skill you can chip away at and, and learn. So. Yeah. And if you're going to be doing something with intoxicating substances involved, don't do too many of the intoxicating substances where you don't remember what you are doing, because then you will be very uh, disappointed the next day when you're like, oh, man, I got so messed up. I don't even remember that night at the music festival that I've been looking forward to for months and spent a shitload of money to go to, you know, balance everything. Yeah, that that's a good one. And Julian is definitely the authority on this. He learned that the hard way because he's blacked out a thousand times. I don't do I don't do that anymore though. No, you you've been pretty it's been a long time. Yeah, you've been pretty good for a while. There, I did in. Uh, well, I don't know if that's in, true, uh, but I did a cup couple weeks ago for the first time in a long time. I drink. I got these eight percent seltzers that I didn't really take into account. Like they tasted like normal seltzers and I was just slamming them left and right. And then I ran out of those and someone started handing me like 9% beers 
and I hadn't eaten very much that day, and I fucking blacked the hell out. Yeah, that's the problem with you, I think, is you start having so much fun, and your body has no shut-off switch. Like, you could just keep, you could drink IPAs all day, whereas most people's body will shut them down and be like, oof, too heavy, or I'm too drunk. Whereas you, like when <laughs> when we went and visited with Brandon last time, Brandon and I went and visited you, you were having so much fun that it was like, 1 a.m. and Brandon and I were so tired and we were getting ready to go to bed and you did not want to stop. So you were like, you're like, hey, I'm going to come in and talk to you guys. And I was like sitting on the air mattress. Oh, no, it was Jake. And Jake was like laying on the bed and you and you just had a drink in your hand and you just wanted to keep going. I was like, Julian, it's over, man. Go to bed. You're like, I'm having so much fun. And yeah, uh, I hate you know. I hate the end of the night. I hate the end of anything. I, I, if I'm enjoying myself, I don't like the end of a trip. I don't like the end of a night. I don't like the end of a concert. I like to, I like the beginning when I'm like, or in the middle of it. But when it's all over, I get sad. Yeah. That's, you have, you have a lot of trouble with goodbyes in, in more ways than one. I do. So, all right. Well, I think that's a good tip, Austin. Here's a tip that I think Austin's going to be able to tell you more about than I am. But I always tell people this because my other firefighter buddy, Jared, told me about this early on. And it is, no matter how tired... Oh, this comes from Advice Animals, which is my favorite subreddit. It's a very small group of 1.7 thousand people. But they put some great stuff up there. And they take advice... That's all there is in Advice Animals is 1.7 thousand? Yeah, that's it. Hmm. Oh, no, I'm sorry. What am I saying? It's got to be higher than that. I looked at the number online at the moment. It's 9.4 million. I was way off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they take advice and they put it on pictures of animals. And it's awesome. it's like a it's like a meme with advice with a yeah. cute animal on it. All right. So this comes from user Claude Pepper. And it is no matter how tired you are, don't ride in a car with your feet on the dashboard. Why, Austin? Why should you not do that? Uh, because you could get crumpled. Well, yeah, and if the airbag deploys, you're going to get folded in half. Yeah, well, if any, yeah, if you get in an accident with or without airbags, but I guess especially with airbags, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. I've never seen that, thank God, but, yeah, that's something I'm so paranoid about, and if someone, I would never let somebody do it. It just makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, if you look up on... Uh, the internet, like people doing airbag pranks where they'll like set up, put a airbag under someone's seat and set it off and see how fucking high in the sky those people fly. You'll never put your feet on that dashboard again. They are powerful. I'm so glad we were in our thirties by the time that prank came around. Dude, you, there was videos. I don't know. What was that? Five, 10 years ago, people just getting fucked up so bad. I still see videos. They're usually from other countries, but yeah, it still happens. Yeah, like in Russia, they'll just put an airbag. They'll shoot like some old man 60 feet in the air, and everybody will just start laughing as he... Yeah, and they laugh. Ah! Yeah, but... Look at Papa. Yeah, I think most people know not to put their feet up, but sometimes it's tempting on a long road trip when you're tired, but it, do not do it. It is fucking... We don't need to explain. <laughs> I have to remind people all the time not to do it, and they still don't listen to them. Like, dude, what are you doing? I think, yeah, because you'll be like on an open highway and you'll be like, yeah, everything's fine. But what if your tire fucking pops or, you know, a goat runs out in front of you? I don't know why I said goat. That's a weird example. Accidents happen in, in a split second. Like you're not going to know it's coming and you're not going to be able to avoid it most likely. And uh, yeah. Did I tell you about the accident I almost got in? It was the closest I've ever been into getting into a really bad accident when we are in Utah like a month back coming back from a ski trip we hit a whiteout and it was like two and a half hours of driving in whiteout conditions and i'm in the right lane driving the speed that i feel everyone else should have been driving but everyone else was like flying by me on the left lane and i'm like dude these people are fucking nuts like it is dangerous out here sure enough a good way into it uh, I see brake lights in front of me and I, I brake safely and I'm able to stop the cars behind me do not. And they're flying and uh, two cars in the left lane had to f drive off the road to avoid the cars in front of them. And like uh, the car behind me was a pickup truck carrying this massive trailer. 
and he's slammed his brakes on and is just coming at me. His trailer's like jackknifing behind him. And I'm like thinking that we're going to just get hit at a very high speed. Luckily he turned off the road as well and just like came rushing by our car. And it was almost a multi-car pile up, but I don't know how no one hit each other. It was a miracle. It was scary as fuck. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I don't have to drive in snowy conditions like that. That shit is terrifying. Yeah. And if you are just one of those people who can't see and you're like, that's it, I'm pulling over. Pull to the side of the fucking road. Don't stop your car in the middle. Like, I can't see anything. I'm stopping. Like, that's how those things happen. I assume. I don't know. It's fucking 1,000 degrees here. What do I know? Yeah. No, I'm... I'm that sounds very accurate. I couldn't really see what was happening ahead of me other than the brake lights. But, uh, yeah, sounds like exactly what happened because it was barely you're a, maybe 20 or 30 feet visibility. That's it. With slippery roads, dangerous combination. Yes, indeed. Even for those people used to snow in Utah. Anyway. All right. Austin, what do you got? Should we wrap it up? Yeah, I think we can. I got. I'll save them for the next episode. I really want to talk about this tip, but I guess we could wait till next week. You can. We can keep going. Because then you're going to want to do your tip, and then it's a whole thing. It is. So, up to you. All right, let's do it real quick. Okay. It's a life pro tip brought to us by one two zero nine three six five one. That's the whole name. And it's you are not as good at swimming as you think you are, and you shouldn't overestimate your skill. And I think this most, mostly, uh, or I don't know, I guess it applies to just water is dangerous in general, but especially if you're in like a natural body of water, like a river or a flash flood or the ocean. And I was, I don't know, I'm not a bad swimmer, but I'm no Michael Phelps, even though I have the same body type as him. But when I was in, I went to Hawaii for the first time, you know, I guess the only time 15 years ago. And we were on the, I think it was the North Shore and it didn't have like, big waves at the time they were actually probably small compared to how they usually are but i went out in the ocean and the waves were like maybe five or six feet tall but the current and the tide was so strong and i was actually in good shape at the time that i was like all right i'm going in and it took me fucking 30 minutes of just heavy ass swimming and struggling and like and i even did the thing where where like you know they if you can't if the tide's pulling you out and you can't go in they say swim uh, parallel with the with the beach to get out of that current or rip zone or whatever the fuck it's called and I was trying that I was trying everything and it felt like I was like so close I was like 50 feet or less from from the shore and I just could not get out and by the time I finally got out I, I just like laid down on the ground and on the in the sand I was like holy shit and it was just such an eye-opening situation of like how powerful mother nature is and how you have no fucking chance so do not underestimate bodies of water, how good you are at swimming, and and be careful with that shit. And, you know, same goes, obviously, for if you're white water rafting or in a river or anything like that. Yeah, man. Water's no joke. It's so fucking dangerous. I also had a scary experience in Hawaii. We, we went with my wife's family one year, and we're, like, first day there, like, let's go snorkeling. So we get some snorkeling gear. And I been diving i've been snorkeling a bunch like i'm pretty good at knowing like where to stop but i was going with a large group of people and my brother-in-law was leading the pack and he's kind of a macho man and so he just like keeps on swimming out and keeps on swimming out and i and you know when you're snorkeling if you don't look up you don't really know how far you are from the land like you're just judging from what's below you and it's just getting deeper and deeper and deeper and so I finally popped my head up and we are so fucking far away from the land. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? This is crazy. But everyone was like so far ahead of me. And that it was just me and my other brother-in-law in the back. And I like grab his flipper. I'm like, dude, come up to the surface. I'm like, dude, we should not be out this far. This is nuts. We are so far away from shore right now. If we get caught in a car or something, we're fucked. And he's like, yeah, man. And we're like trying to signal the people ahead of us, but we can't even see them. So uh, we, we try to chase them for a little bit and catch up, but they're just going so far out that we finally decide like, dude, this is stupid. Let's just go back. And so we went back and just like hoped that everyone made it back. Okay. And they did, but my goodness, that was so stupid to do because 
luckily there was no current, but if there had been a current or something, we would have just been taken out into the open ocean and probably eaten by sharks. Yeah. And yeah, that's why you have to really remind yourself. Sometimes it appears safe or it, it seems like it's something you can easily get out of. You know, like if, a, if say there's a, a flash flood and it's like below your knees and it's not going that fast, like it's you need to really remember that that you're it's hard to judge just how how powerful it is and how quickly things can change so be, be safe out there guys there's a law in tucson called stupid motorist law because we get a lot of flash floods out there and uh people just drive across like what looks like a stream of water going across the road thinking it's nothing and then they just get slammed with this river of water and they get stranded and um it happens so often and they have to get rescued that you get charged, what, $500 or something if it happens to you? I'm not sure. It's something like that. If not 5000 I'm not sure. Yeah. That's a good law. I wish they had uh, more stupid people laws. Have you had to rescue a lot of people? Uh, flash floods? I, no, I don't think I have personally. Oh. They, they, my truck did one time, but I was off. They actually ended up in the newspaper and it was a day that I called in sick. Ah. Yeah, it was very sad. That's sad. Remember Angel got in that, that, that happened to him in his BMW? He had to get saved? When he worked. Yeah. He no, I didn't know that. And got, he totaled his BMW. He got fucking just checked into a tree by a, a river of water that he was not expecting. Yeah, that sounds like something that young Angel would do. Yeah. He's a maniac. You know, I'd love to, I'd love to run to Angel now. I bet, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, we'd have a great time. All right. Uh, here's. All right. Do you want to do one more? You gonna do one more tip, or do you? Yeah, want to call I got it? one more tip. I got one more tip, and then I'm done. All right. Let's call it. Let's make it quick. All right. This is how we should do the show. We should have like a rapid tip round at the end of the show because we get so far behind. We should just have to do our last four tips in like five minutes. Maybe I don't know. Rapid tips. Here we go, Julian. Let's have it. I just we gotta have it even. You got to give out however many you gave out, so I got to give out one more. All right, this one's quick, and it comes from Snappy Snap Snapper, and it is, if you're feeling like you're going to be vomiting in the near future, but not immediately, take an antiacid. It will neutralize your stomach acid, so when you do vomit, it won't burn your throat on the way out. And if it's peppermint flavored, it may also make the experience less taste revolting, or taste less revolting. So take like a like a Tums or something or or like a some kind of pill. Yeah, and it might a Tums, and honestly, it might help uh, settle your stomach a little bit because sometimes it's just acid buildup that makes you nauseous. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely gonna at least make that acid burn you less when it comes up because that can be a painful experience. I don't know if I'm good at predicting throwing up in the future. It's usually like happening now, or I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if my stomach hurts, I'll probably take an antacid anyways. Like yeah. Pepto Bismol, does that count? Yeah, that's got charcoal in it. I think it, but I think it accomplishes the same thing. It has charcoal in it. Yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the active ingredient. Charcoal. Because activated charcoal is what they use to make people throw up. But I use activated charcoal to prevent hangovers. Oh really? Oh, that's right. Huh? I don't know. Maybe you're right. Yeah. If you if you uh, are drinking and you don't want to get a hangover, take some activated charcoal before bed. Uh, but remember, you took it because if you do end up throwing up, you'll throw up a bunch of black shit and you might scare yourself. But it's just the charcoal. But it'll drastically reduce your hangovers. When we used to go out drinking, Justin Poole Wellman would would drink. This is when we worked at the old job and we drank a lot. He would. Drink an entire bottle of Pepto Bismol before like a big night of weekend drinking. Really? You said it helped a lot, but I, that's got to be horrible for you, I would think. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, it does have charcoal in it. Activated charcoal. Oh, Julian, you know so much about so many things. I am a jack of all trades, master of none, as they say. All right. Now we are beyond our limit. So, Austin, go fuck yourself. Thanks for making that episode take so long. It's all your fault. Sorry. Every, everyone else, I love you. And email us at justthetipspod at AOL.com 
or you can send us a picture of yourself and your loved ones at our Instagram, which is just the tips podcast and like, and subscribe us because it helps. Send us a picture of your dog. Oh, Austin loves dogs. I'll take it. I'll take the cats. I like golden retrievers. I like all dogs. Oh, one more thing. I almost forgot. Um, Julian, I love you. What can you do today, Austin? Why don't you chew on my scrotum? All right, fine. You know how I like that. All right. All right. Bye. Oh, and by the way, Julian, that last one was a real fucking shit tip. You know what my favorite thing was, which I think a lot more cities should do? Should spread their butt cheeks if you ever come upon me and I'm unconscious and I really want to have it, punch me in the balls. You know, really, like, take it in. But my goodness, I fucking hate fruit punch. I'm gonna rub it in her face. The only spread butt cheek story I have was there's and I was just slamming them left and right. I, I go deep and then I'll get hooked so you can just leave your butt cheeks together because it makes no difference. And it was just the sloppiest thing. I couldn't really see what was happening. And it's just getting deeper and deeper and deeper. I still see videos. They're usually from other countries, but yeah, it still happens. It was just as messy. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Austin is peeing. It's a nationwide problem. And my brother liked Tang so much, he's kind of a macho man. If I didn't spread my butt cheeks and he's just coming at me and jackknifing behind him. So I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You feel good at all? Loving it. Yeah, loving it. He had a lot of sex. It was scary as fuck. But you got a big old dick, so who cares? For my, I got it from my mama. I got it from my mama. Keep the shit off of their cheeks and make it easier to wipe. I don't do, I don't do that anymore, though. And see how fucking high in the sky those people fly. Look at Papa! Join. It's over, man.